Okay, but that's agreed uh, now. So that's agreed now. So okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna go to our notes, and uh, we're uh, extracting. We're doing an exegete uh, on uh, Ebrium ten and twenty six by way of the different points that we're extracting uh, the knowledge that we're teaching there. Exegete simply means word study. We doing we do word studies. Uh, we're going. You no know, line up on line, precept on precept, here a little, there a little. And uh, we've been dealing with this thing, uh, kingdom keys understanding a new birth by direction of Holy Spirit so that we all can make sure that we have a clarity and we have a clarity on understanding what it means to be born again and the lifestyle that goes with that. And there are other streams you know, there are other principles, other layers. Uh, we are teaching now and we're doing a course at 6, 15 p.m., uh, seven uh, foundation of kingdom doctrine, seven layers of foundation of kingdom doctrine, looking at seven layers, basic layers, boot camp layers that everyone need in their belief system in order to grow, in order to be influential, in order to be impactful, in order to lay your head down whenever you go to sleep, knowing that the Father's pleased with your life. We got to have these. So we're going to pick up here on point number five. And like I say, you read Ebrahim 10 and 26, that's where we're coming from. But one of the points here out of Ebrahim 10 and 26, and I don't know which should we read it and then come back to the points because we, uh, I tell you what, let's do that. Let's just read it for those who are uh, catching this for the first time. Or the second time, let's let's pull up Ebrahim ten and twenty six, and we'll get a reader to read uh, th that particular thought. We're in a thought, a vein of thought uh, that we are dealing with. So, uh, a minister text, put it, put it up for us, and we're going to read this for our hearers. You did not. He said Ebrahim ten and twenty six. Yeah. 26 okay mm -hmm. this is 10 and 6 all right there it is for if we keep on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that is about to consume the adversaries keep reading that read the whole thought Oh, you waiting on Any, them to move it? Okay. Anyone who rejected the law of Moshe dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think the person will be considered worthy of who treats with disdain the son of Elohim and who considers ordinary the blood of the covenant by which he was made holy and who insults the spirit of grace? Okay. All right, so that's, that's a thought here. There are some other uh, verses that we could read, uh, but we're going to pull our notes back up and go to point number five. Uh, this is what we're going to pick up at uh, disregard. If you put on notes up, disregard in the blood of Yeshua that saved them and provided eternal salvation through the covenant by way that they live. The lifestyle, the lifestyle itself. The lifestyle itself, the lifestyle itself disregard 
the blood of Yeshua and count his blood a common thing. And we talked about earlier trampling the word under their feet. Now, this particular, uh, let's, let's go and get the substance for where this context come from. And we're going to look at uh, Shemot 12, Shemot 12 and 13. We may, we're going to, we want to key in on 13, but we may start a little earlier. So look at Shemot, and that's ex, uh, Exodus 12 and 13. You know, Exodus transliteration, they, these books were given names by different nations, but the original is Shemot. Now, <clears throat> uh, let's move up a little bit to where he gave instructions what, what to do uh, relative to the blood. All right. Now, um, Okay, where he said, mark the blood on the door. Let's just move up to that verse. And then we're going to drop there and go back down. Okay, verse 7. Okay, verse 7. All right, uh, let's get a reader to read for us. If you want to read, it's fine. If y'all don't start reading, then uh, Dr. pick it up. Verse 7, come on, let's read right there. Start right there. And they will take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. And they will eat the meat on this night, and they will eat it fire roasted and with unleavened bread on bitter herbs. Now, notice he said the blood of the lamb that had been, had been sacrificed and mark the top and the sides, the top and the sides marking the door. Now, in the ancient African Madu Neder, hieroglyphic that comes from a Greek word, which means language that's in pictures, the dalet is symbolized or depicted as a door, as a door. Now, Yeshua said, I am the door. When he said, I am the door over in Yochanan, I, I think 10, chapter 10, he was making reference to saying he is the dalet the access to the kingdom of heaven, the access, you can leave it up, to the government of heaven, access to the culture of heaven, and man's door back to being connected back to the Father, Dalet. The authority, Lamed is in there, you see. Mim is in there, the anointing, okay? That's what he meant when he said, I am the, he, he, he didn't say I'm the door. He said, I am the Dalet. That's what he told them. And they knew what Dalet mean at the time that they was hearing it. All right. So Yeshua is the door and he took his own blood, you see. And then Yeshua said, I am the oak, uh, uh, the et, Aleph, Tav. Tav means to mark. One translation Said, take the blood and mark it. As a matter of fact, let's let's check. Let's we studying. Let's go to the interlinear on verse seven. I'm kind of curious about what word was used in the in the Hebrew on here. Let's go to uh, you go. Yeah, let's go to uh, seven. Take some of it, and there you go. We're going too fast. Come on. I just want to see that word. Put what word was used there. Okay, I see. Okay, see the dalet uh, mem blood. Notice there's a noon tav. Noon va, a noon ta, noon va. 
and we didn't we know that noon the uh the the uh original meaning of noon has make reference to a seed uh a inheritor a son life and then tav of course you know that means covenant to be identified and mark that mark symbolizes who i'm in covenant with it also means cross all right then you got another noon and then you got a vow and vow means to establish to connect to be in a allegiance so this word put in some translation used mark have reference to placing uh this mark would be the establishment of a covenant of life for those who obey his instructions all right now take the take that uh, interlinear off so he said now and what happened with this blood verse 7 what happened with this blood it ran down into the what we call a threshold and that's where you cross over you go out the door outside you go out of the house you cross this threshold when you come back in you cross the threshold that's 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 when you open the door that part at the bottom is the threshold and that blood ran down it ran from the top yeshua remember he came from heaven down it ran from the top down the sides and it ran right in in across that doorway so it was totally encircled by the blood now that that marking with the blood signified the covenant that yeshua would establish on the cross because that's another meaning for tall the covenant that yeshua would establish on the cross by way of giving his own blood to pay the uh, permanent death or separation penalty that was put on man by a father Adam. now slip to verse 13 okay disregard the blood 13 now he says here in, in verse 13 uh now go back up we'll, we'll get catch 12. let me see that i'm gonna go okay yeah uh uh okay 13 now 13 and the blood will be for a sign now let's see look at the interlinear will show us the hebrew the blood would be for a sign and let's see what that word sign is okay look at it you see that the blood the word sign is olive top yeshua said that's me i'm the olive top that's what he said so the blood shall be yeshua the blood shall be an indicator of the blood that yeshua would give up to establish the covenant necessary to bring man back to the father by way of going to the cross because uh one of the uh, writings uh the, the the pictograph of a tav is a cross it looks like a cross this is a modern tav the ancient tav looks just like a cross the ancient aleph looks like an ox head now you see this okay now let's untag it so he says should be uh 
for a sign of the covenant of Yeshua. All right. Now, there will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And we know the word house, but yet is used many times when you see the word house. But yet, the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet, but yet or bed, what control the inside? That's what but yet means in its extended meaning. And you can go and get our book, Keys of Revelation, and I, I give you notes on how to study what I just told you. It's available to everybody. Just go on our website, you can get it. All right. So watch this now. He says, where you are, and I will see the blood. Now, point was. This person who was born again, had taste of the heavenly gift, who is willfully sinning against the father. He is telling us what this person is doing or what a person does when they do this. When they count the blood a common thing and trample his word on the, on, the, on, the, on the feet, their foot, he said, I will see the blood, which is what? The covenant, the blood covenant of Yeshua, and I will pass over you. Now go back to the interlinear. And look at the word pass. Some of y'all going to be shocked when you see this word pass. Okay. All right. Now, here we go. That word pass is the Hebrew word. Uh, just just yeah, hover over there. Pasach. Passover. You see this? This is where the word Pasach translated into the English Passover come from. Not Easter. The Moadi, the divine celebration, some call uh, in the English feast, it means divine appointed times. This is where this came from. And many people don't believe in this. they rather have Easter. And then they say Passover, but you can't have no Passover without recognizing where Passover started and what it's all about. All right. So what happened, these plagues, he said, I will pass over you and there will be not be a destructive plague among you when I strike the land of ancient Kemite, Mitzram in the Hebrew, Egypt. All right. Now you can take it down. So those who obeyed and stayed covered and obedient and not cross over that threshold didn't die. When a person trampled or disregard the blood, even though the blood is there, they're in the eternal covenant by way of Yeshua's blood. They receive Yeshua, get born again, and disregard that. It's the same as one of them crossing over that bloodline outside the house, and the angel, the Malachim, the uh, spiritual being from heaven who was sent to bring destruction, would have killed them just like they did everybody else. Why? Because there was no blood covering them, no blood covenant. They had a covenant. All of them got instructions. They were told what to do. Person got born again in covenant with the Lord, but chose willfully and willingly to disregard that covenant of agreement 
that was sealed by the blood of Yeshua himself. It's terrible. And the grace teachers won't talk about this. Because the grace teachers know that people are going to have to line up. And if people line up, they may line out of their auditoriums and stuff. This is what he is talking about, disregarding the blood covenant. See, in a covenant, there are two, two parties in it. And that's the part that I wanted to Go share. Ahead. Go Ooh, ahead. I burst. Okay, Go ahead. so, yeah, so this covenant that you were talking about, when I covenant with the father, I'm covenant with him because he's the greater one and I'm the lesser one. So the problem, one of the problems that we have is that we are depending on all of these, everything else except him. Mm -hmm. When I covenant with the father, I'm depending on his power, his blood, all that's in him. And so that when I hook up with him, I cannot turn back. Turning back is not an option because I'm hooked to the greater one. And so, therefore, you were talking about how um, there must be a corresponding action. When I'm a believer and I'm a believing believer, there's a corresponding action to my lifestyle. My lifestyle agrees with the word of Elohim. My lifestyle is a demonstration of his power. And so if my lifestyle is not reflecting the word and when people look at me and don't see Elohim, it's because I've disconnected from that covenant. I'm depending on myself versus depending on what he has already done. So um, when you were dealing with that blood, the blood of Yeshua, it was pointing to the blood of Yeshua at the very beginning. It was pointing to him, pointing to him. So I cannot trample over the blood of Yeshua. I cannot continually operate as a criminal and pretend like I don't know what's right when right is right before me. Right. So I'm gonna give that back. Yes. Uh, no, that's, that's absolutely. <laughs> we want it to stick, sting, hurt, holler, whatever. Holy Spirit want us to know without a shadow of a doubt that if we choose to, we can, but there's a penalty and a punishment and ain't no one save always save. He's talking to people who are born again here. So it's the Holy Spirit who's bringing destruction to that poisonous doctrine of demons. Okay. Now let's pull the notes back up. So that's, that's counting the blood a common thing. Now, uh, point number six, and we read this, who by word and deed insult the spirit of favor, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Father's spirit. Everything that the Father is, is in his spirit, and he released his spirit in the earth. The Holy Spirit is the total embodiment of the father of the kingdom of heaven just like a governor is on earth a governor is sent out to a colony to govern the colony and make sure that everybody conform to his government his culture his way 
Oh, uh, you got the the islands, the Jamaica and Bahamas and all those islands that was under the rule of England. I mean, British rule. Was it British? Yeah, British rule. They sang songs to the queen. They wore neckties in the heat. They drank tea. They still drive on the left side. They drank tea back at left side. They even still drive on the left side of the road. Need to change that and get, get all that mess out. On the left side of the road because the governor mandated it. So when the queen saw them, the queen saw uh, Britain. You see, British rule. But they got out. They broke free from it. Uh, the Haitians got rid of the, the French. And they are being punished today by other European nations because they had the unmitigated gall to stand against colonization, not only stand against it, but defeat them. I have much respect for people who were able to do that, coming on your land and take over your land, you see. And, and relative to the uh, native-born uh, Americans who were born into slavery and brought here, was brought from their land to this land with no help or no support from their native uh, land. See, it's one thing for people to invade your land and you overcome them. There's another thing to be taken away from your land to somebody else's land. We don't have no support, no help. That's why I have the highest respect for native-born uh, Americans who were born into slavery and brought over here to be able to get where you are today, have 2% of sense and still conquering and still making it with the help of the Holy Spirit, not by driven a ball or running a football or, or singing or playing, none of the entertainment stuff. I'm talking about people who, who are uh, 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 connected into the kingdom government and the Holy Spirit is moving them forward because you can't do it without it. You just can't do it without it. Okay, so um, to insult the spirit, the favor, see the, the word in Hebrew, uh, the word grace uh, come from the, uh, uh, in, the, in the Bible now, in the scriptures. I say the Bible because it wasn't in the scripture. So the Bible have the word grace. They come from the Greek word charisma, and it means to be gifted by the gods. Now, lexicons have changed the meaning and changed the words. That's ain't even fooling nobody. It means to be gifted by the gods, and you had to be gifted by the gods to be a part of the ecclesia and part of the ruling class that would rule and carry out Caesar's, which another word for Caesar is Lord, to carry out his will, just like the believers carry out the will of, of Yeshua, Lord. See, that was the enemy mimicking Elohim, trying to be like Elohim. That's where the word ecclesia originally come from. All right, so he says, uh, by word and deed, insult the spirit of favor. The Hebrew word hen, het noon had to be brought close to, to be separated, to be sanctified, brought close to the Father. And noon mean to inherit, to be a son. See, we inherit, we are inheritors of eternal life by the blood of Yeshua. That's favor, you see, favor. Now look at Matthew 12 and 32. Uh, Holy Spirit, <clears throat> this is how you insult the spirit of favor. Come on, uh, Renee, you can re uh, start reading it. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. 
you ain't you're not gonna be forgiven. That's what he's saying. Don't don't even think about it. You insulted the spirit of favor. Remember, Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Father. So to insult Holy Spirit is to insult the Father Himself. Now you sure say you can talk about me. <laughs> I'm your intercessor. I'm your advocate. I'm your lawyer. You can talk about me. I'm gonna do what I supposed to do. I and the scriptures say he ever lived to make intercession for us. You know, he's standing as high priest in heaven at the right hand of the father on our behalf. So you can talk about me. That That's my job to let you talk about me and still pray for you because the father's not willing that you should perish. It's not that I love you so much. It's that I love my father. And because my father loved you so much, I love you so much. <laughs> you see. But his spirit, who he actually is, when those lips are put on him, there is no forgiveness, period. Forget about it. It's a done deal. And that's what uh, Halalah did, translated Lucifer, the sun, the day star, son of the morning. That's what he did right in the face of the father. Spoke those rebellious words out direct against the father and noticed that he have no forgiveness, zero. The same law that Yeshua is making reference to was the same law that Satan broke in heaven. If we break this one in earth, there is no forgiveness. Forget about it. And you have people, uh, pastors uh, in different denominations, marking the Holy Spirit. Oh, I ain't speaking no tongues. That done pass. That done they talking about the language then is what they was talking about. Now, those who went on and was, was dumb enough to talk about Holy Spirit, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hear nothing of them no more. See, insulting the spirit of favor, bringing an insult against me. You know, the scripture talk about the Holy Spirit uh, can be vexed and he can be grieved. That's the father can be vexed. And he'd be grieved. I don't want to be in neither one of those categories. I don't, I don't want to do neither one of them. N now, not now. Through my lifestyle, through my words, through my actions, not now. All right. So he says, either in this age or in the age to come. Guess what? An age is coming. What I want to say, uh, somebody picked it up, verse 33, and read that. And you're going to be able to determine how this is taking place. Give us another reader. We just won't get different ones involved. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. Y'all know what fruit is? Words. You know what words are? Thoughts. You know what thoughts are? Concepts in a person. The ideology. The ideals is in a person is going to come out through their mouth. That's why the scriptures say a fool. Fill in the blank. A fool does what? Utters all. Speak everything that's in their mind. I just got to get, I'm going to get, and giving out a piece of your mind over there. You gave a piece out back there. You gave a piece out at 12 o'clock. Uh, you woke up this morning giving you a piece of your mind. Uh, lunch, you was giving somebody else a piece of your mind. And you, I'm just going to say, I ain't scared. I'm going to talk. That's a fool. The scriptures say that's a fool. And that's why people don't have uh, a half of a piece of mind because they don't gave it all away. 
I would say for to a fool, stop giving pieces of your mind out. You need something for yourself, fool. I didn't call nobody no fool. The scripture have already identified that person as a fool. And you know when people out talk you, and I hate being over just, ooh, don't do that. Because I resist the foolish spirit. No, you won't let me get my point for here you come in and go overpower the conversation. And you just be having to come face them by yourself because I don't put the phone down and walked away. I've done it, done it many times. I'm not, I'm not, let me just, I don't hang up. I just put it down somewhere and go and do what I'm going to do. Or they talking, okay, see you later. I'm going, oh, no, no, we need to no, know. We ain't, we ain't finishing nothing. And you're not going to make me do nothing now. I mean, you running your mouth, that's one thing, but trying to, you know, invade my safe space is another, you know. So anyway, the scriptures say that. So you identify the tree is a person, a bad person, by the words they say. You see, and then he said, for the mouth speak what the heart is full of. You seeing it? All right. So um, I, I tell you what, go on and read that, uh, BJ. Continue to read that. And that's, that's good. That's good. Read that. You brood of vipers. How can how can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the out of the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But if I tell you that everyone will have to give account on that day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken, for by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. He, he using legal terms here. These are court terms. There, there's there heaven have a court. Everybody have a court date. And everybody will be judged, either condemned or acquitted by the words that have been spoken while we're here on this earth. Also, there are books, Hazan, the book of Hazan called Revelation. There are books written, the book of works, all the works that we do since we've been saved before we saved. Nothing is forgotten. The father can't. I mean, he's perfect and precise, and everybody got to give account for everything, everything. And so the uh, at the door theology, you know, once saved, always saved, and I'm going to heaven, and the Lord, you know, know my heart. I call it at the door theology, and, you know, never go any farther. You know, that group right there, it's, it's, it's just going to be a hellish day. That's all I can say. Because you say today, I mean, this morning at nine o'clock, at 10 o'clock, you're on the phone talking about somebody, assassinating their character, you know, bringing division, negative, speaking negative things, you know, in the scripture. So listen, when, no, listen, the scripture said, no murderer have the, the spirit of Elohim in them. Let's open Yokan on you. Pull it up when you get it. Scripture talk about the one who practices evil is of the devil. The one who practices good is of Elohim. And he talks about a murderer. I think it's in, uh, we want to go to uh, first Yokanon 1, I think. Let's, we're going to look at this. Dr. Nay, you jump in anytime. And I'm, I'm reading from the New Living Translation now. Uh, when, he, when he talks about a murderer, a murderer. 
Okay. All okay. of Yokanon 3 and 10. I think that's the one you're wanting. Three, and I'm in some good stuff over here. Okay. <laughs> uh, first, uh, Aleph Yokanon. Is that it? You may want to go okay. up a little bit. Yeah. Okay, go and read it. You 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 pulled it up. Go ahead, uh, Renee. Okay, starting at verse eight. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the son of Elohim appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who was born of Elohim will continue to sin because Elohim's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of Elohim. This is how we know who the children of Elohim are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not Elohim's child nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. Okay. Now I'm looking for, let me slip down here, uh, about this murderer. So I'm doing a, a word study now. I mean, a word search, concordance search. Okay. First, you're gonna, did you read 3.15? I left Yokanon 315. That's it. I left Yokanon. Let's see how this translation renders it. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Translate into which language? Who, who are you talking to back here? Let me turn this Siri off. Computer trying to get all up in the scripture study. Okay. We're going to uh, get ready to pull this up in the uh, New Living Translation also. Uh, go ahead and read this and then give us someone else to read from the Living Translation. We're going to read that too. Go ahead and read. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. See, you're not saved. And you got family folk do that mess. Just do their best to try to destroy another person's character and reputation in efforts to cover their own dirt. That's because they are not saved. I don't care what church they go to, what Eastern Star Lodge they reside at. It don't matter. And then want to play play games all the time and draw people to that's a murderer. Now, a now you insult the spirit of favor when you insult him in people. Catch that real good. A murderer have no eternal life residing in them. Now, let's look at uh, the, uh, what I say? The New Living Translation. Look at this in the New Living Translation. And read, and we're going to read it again. Insulting the spirit of favor insulting the spirit of favor all right is that the new living translation all right go ahead someone read that 
anyone who hates a brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. Now, this is a person who is habitually, because you know, scripture said no murderers in, in the uh, book of Hazan called Revelation. Murderers were had a, they're, they're a part in eternal separation, being in eternal darkness, separated from the Father. That's what hell is. The lake of fire, that's what that is. You know, he used that, uh, those words to paint a picture. If, you know, a lake is big and if it's on fire and you in the fire, you're not getting out. You're not swimming out of that one, which is uh, uh, indicating eternal separation or being in a place that you're not getting out, period. Separated from the Father. And that's, that's a eternal torment, eternal chaos, eternal disorder. You see, so he says no murder will enter, he even said enter the kingdom. All right. So this is different from what we was talking about, this person who was born again and stuff like that. But when they get born again and have the, the spirit of Elohim in them, and then they turn against the father, and we keep saying this, if they die in that state, they are not going to heaven. Because he said there's a fiery judgment awaiting that person. And then you got those who are not born again, who does this. And not, and then, you know, they use brother or sister. And the reason he used this terminology is because you get terror mixed with the wheat. Did I get a word right that time? Get the wheat and the terror. You get it mixed in there and terror look just like wheat. Just like it. Just like it. And uh, you can take it down. Only way you can physically know the difference between wheat and tear is because wheat produce fruit. And when the fruit come over to own, uh, manifest because of the weight of the fruit that's on the wheat, the wheat bow down. Tear standing straight up because they have no fruit. See, a person who was born again, for real, ambassadors, for real, Walking, living in the spirit will always bring forth fruit or evidence of righteousness. And that weight of righteousness, uh, the uh, significance of it, and one of the signs of it is a lifestyle of worship. A lifestyle of worship. Tara, it looked like wheat, but it's straight up. You know, it's talking correct, I mean, talking one, clean words one minute, unclean words other, other minute. And always making excuses. Always come with stuff like, oh, that's just a word. Now words have power because death and life and the words that you speak. That's what scripture teach us. See, we're citizens of another kingdom, another government. Our government said words carry power. So when you talk about feces coming out of a person's bowels, got that on your lips all the time, that's, those are unclean words. When you're talking about and continue to talk this way, and, and we're we dealing with this, this uh, insult in the spirit of favor, uh, when, you, when a person is talking about a young boy who had a sack put over his head and was forced to have sex with his mother to produce more laborers for the evil oppressors, former oppressors in the, in the slave trade industry, you, I mean, what's wrong with you? That's not just a, just a word. And then an old pastor in the city going to come up with something, talking about this word came from this and posted it. I had to come back this. I said, bro, you need to, you don't know nothing about who you are, your ancestors, where you come from, or nothing. 
I think he got off my page because I had to just straighten his tail out. Now that's that's past dumb. But they always using the MF word and they always using the feces word and always referring to women as female dogs. That's not clean. That's filthy language coming from a filthy mouth, coming from a filthy heart. Okay. All right, let's go back to our notes. And we're gonna wrap it up. All right, catch it, doctor. Doctor, wheat and tear. Show that again. Show that, do Show that again. Show that picture again. Yep, can y'all tell the difference? <laughs> Look at it. You see it? See the, that wheat kernel is darker. The tear is real light. It don't have nothing in it. No substance. Okay. And we'll style that as wheat. Remember, he said he's going to take the wheat after he thresh it, knock off all the outward, harder covering of it, and get to the spirit, the, the fruit that he desire. Then he's going to put it in. He was using agricultural terms of stowing it in the barn. That means that we are in him. He's keeping us because of our fruit. He's not keeping that stuff right there. He don't. He's going to separate it. All right, let's put a note up because we'll stay on it. Let's go back to our notes. Okay, number seven. Ready for number seven? Go ahead, doctor, you teaching. Born again believers who mix the word with sensuality and religion have fallen into the judgment of the judgment hands of the heavenly father Elohim. The first scripture that comes to my mind is in Hazan when um, the message was given and when they were, I mean, the word was saying how he hated the practices of the Nicolaitans and basically what they were doing, they were teaching compromise. And so in today's terminology, uh, some people are saying that you can have as much of the world as you want and be saved as well. In other words, you can love Beyonce all you want and you're still going to heaven. You know, so um, as ambassadors, we have to make sure that we're not living a compromising lifestyle and not mixing this lifestyle. Yeah, that's, I tell you what, uh, we're going to pick that up in our next session because we want to go into it, the scriptures, and show it to you. It was the doctrine and the deeds of the Nicolaitans. No, he, he mentioned the doctrine, which determines your character, behavior, destiny, which we receive as truth. The precepts that we receive become our concept, produce convictions. That's where ideas are located. So we think about it, that produce who we are. And he talked about the deeds. This is six stage conformity mentioned right there. When Yeshua said, I hate that doctrine, then he said, I hate the deeds, because the deeds is a manifestation of the doctrine. In uh, Christianity, is called cultural Christians. That's what it's called in Christian cultural Christians. You know, Fourth of July Sunday and Memorial Sunday and Mother's Day Sunday and Father's Day Sunday and um, uh, Children's Sunday. You know, all these Sundays. <laughs> you know, nothing in the Scripture. Nothing in Scripture. It's culture, it's secular culture. And they believe that it was okay to mix 
it in. And then when we get into that, we're going to tie over to the doctrine of Balaam. Prophets who call people to stumble, people who are uttering words they say are supernatural from heaven and telling people they okay. You know, so we, I'm having, uh, you know, but you know, I'm just having some times, <laughs> some hard times. When I go in the place, I just see it as business. You know, I ain't, these people ain't say, I don't care what they say, or they calm minded and they need to be delivered. You know, and most times, and Dr. Neil tell you, I won't say nothing. I mean, that's you. I just act out what I believe. Y'all jump and bump. I'm not jumping and bump. Y'all go over there and do this stuff. Y'all go to Usher concert and Beyonce and and Michael when he was alive. And but you got these demons. You got uh, some demons having concerts. And people literally worshiping demons and people in church go buy them tickets too. That's a doctrine of Nicolaitan because they've been taught that it's okay to do that. It's called, again, cultural Christians. Now, cultural Christians, they if, if they don't want to change for real and don't want the truth, they won't hang around teaching like this. They'll get offended and want to answer to some stupid question of always finding something, want to find something, why y'all do this, why you do that, why y'all do that and y'all do this. And I talk to all people like that. Some of y'all ask me, Pastor, how I deal with this? I say, you deal with it like this. <laughs> I'm not going to put your, I'm not going to fight your fight. I tell people, man, that's what you believe because I'm already knowing you don't want the truth. If that's what you're going to do, then the Lord help your soul because you're taking a big chance with it. And I just keep moving, all right? Okay, so we're going to end it right there, and we're going to pick up on point seven in the next session. I also want to make sure that anyone that's interested, we have a course, Foundation of Kingdom Doctrine, that we teach at 615. It's, it's imperative that every born-again believer get these seven layers, these seven foundations in them. The number seven come from the Hebrew alphabet, Zayin, Zayin. There's a yud in Zayin, the spelling of it, as well as a noon, the power of the covenant uh, of life to those who inherited life. So uh, it also Zayin means to cut, which exposes the scripture saying Ibrahim, that the word is quick, powerful, sharpening in a two-edged sword, and it separates joint and marrow, soul and spirit. All things are exposed and naked to him in whom we must give account. All right. So that number seven also means a complete covenant, complete covenant uh, in terms of timing. It has to do with a complete cycle because people think seven means completion. No, that's relative to time. It has everything to do with covenant and exposure and a covenant being cut by the word. All right. So, uh, we're going to leave that right there because we get into some other things. But those seven layers are really, it's the complete manifestation of the basic boot camp that every born again believer need to grow back. All right, we love you much. The Holy Spirit is dealing with you about changing your life. Uh, we just encourage you to go it on and uh, just change the way you think and allow the word to come in and exchange his thoughts for your thoughts. And you'll go through a stage of really righteous sorrow and repentance 
and it'll produce righteousness in your life and you have a lifestyle that's a please the father.